All right, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of our new podcast. This is episode number four. For those that are just joining us for the first time, this podcast is to highlight local stories of faith and sports, uh, both in Selma and the Dallas area primarily. And today I am extremely excited to be joined by my friend E.J. Moore. E.J. is a senior at Southside High School and a member of their football team. I've known E.J. for about two years now. I met him through our chaplain ministry at Southside that is led by local pastor Jonathan Jenkins. And I know for me, um, I'm excited for you to hear this young man's story. I've enjoyed watching him grow both on and off the field in leadership, but most importantly, see his faith grow. But being in Dallas, I've seen that from a distance, but I can tell you this is a a solid young man. I'm just excited that he has um, been open to join us today, and so you can hear a little bit about his story. So, EJ, thanks for joining us. Awesome. Well, won't you start off by just sharing a little bit about your story of growing up in Selma, tell us about your family, and maybe just a little bit about what it's like to grow in, grow up in Selma. All right, well, about my family, what well, I have three brothers and a sister total. I'm, I'm the second oldest. My family, we're a hardworking middle class family. Both of my parents graduated from Southside. My dad was born and raised in Selma, but my mom was originally from Wilcox. My parents, they really don't demand a lot from us, from me and my siblings, but they do demand the grades. It's never been a time where I was worried about my grades because I always stayed on top of they told me no grades, no football, so it just it really motivates me. Um, I'm originally from Jonesburg, Georgia, but living in Selma, it, it has its ups and downs. For example, Selma has so much rich history that you can learn from that has an impact on the United States. And the impact, it, the impact looks good from the outside. It can be good, but then again, in reality, it's not how. It seems like because of the gun violence that we have going on down here, I think at one point we were ranked one of the most dangerous places to live in at Alabama because of the murder rate. Now, you really really have to watch your back just to walk down the street or you need a gun just to walk down the street. But living in the middle of all that, it can be really nerve-wracking. It's so easy to do wrong and to get in the wrong crowd, but I challenge myself to stay focused. Because I really have dreams and plans to make it out of seven, but to come back and encourage that same kid that remind me. So, you said you're originally from Jonesboro. How old, mm-hmm. how old were you when you moved to Selma? Uh, I think I was three or four. My mom, she wanted uh, me and my older brother to uh, stay closer to our father. So, that, that's like, out of much respect, I can't, I can't be mad at that one. Like, yeah, everybody needs a man figure. Yeah, she just did it for me to stay closer to my, my pop. That's awesome. That's awesome. So basically, yeah. I mean, I think we can say you are, you were born, not born, but raised in Selma. That's good. I think you Yeah, know. yeah, I was. Yeah. Well, good deal. So now let's kind of shift a little bit to your faith journey. Talk about, I know you're active in a local church there. Um, I've seen mm-hmm. you grow in your faith, but when did, when did that become real to you? When did a relationship with Jesus become you know, real for you personally? Personally, I'd say almost two two years ago. 
when um, me and my older brother, we were just talking about it, about being baptized and our life over to God, right? One day, my uh, church, our pastor, he gave a great sermon, and it was like, God just pulled me in, right? And he said, and I quote, if you're not baptized, you can get baptized today and may the Lord have to be with you and until you stay faithful and until you And it's like, it's like, I just wanted that. Like, I needed, I needed God in my life. That's, that's when I had got baptized. But I say I really, real got serious about it until like my junior year in high school when I could, when I could say, that's when I really, like, real deal, just started reading the Bible and I had got serious about it. It was like my junior year in high school. That's awesome. So just, that's just in the last couple of years. That's great. So you talked about sports and how, you know, your mom and they said no good grades, no sports. How long have you been playing football? Uh, I've been playing for as long as I can remember, but I can, I first got in pads when I was eight. Due to my mom, she was being kind of overprotective with it. So yeah, I started, I started in pads. But I started off with black football. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what my kids have started off with. And I think, and there's nothing wrong with that. Do you play? Yeah, it's not. Oh. No, no, you're good. Do, do you play anything else besides football? Uh, I'm in track. I do a little basketball. I play baseball, but I, can, I don't really like curve ball. So, like, yeah, that, that kind of made, that kind of went make me stop. We'll do curve ball. So, so football and track is your two sports? Yeah, yeah, it's my two favorites. Have you played all the way through high school? Uh, I didn't start track until my sophomore year, but I've been playing football since eighth grade. Okay. Since, yeah. So I know the first year that I met you guys at Southside and was able to come a couple times – a year to see what Brother Jonathan's been doing there. That first year I came two years ago, two, two years ago, it was a tough time for Southside. I remember um, I actually came to a game, it was supposed to be a home game, and the week of was changed to an away game to Mobile. And in the ends up, I believe it was every game but one. Um, you guys played, played on the road, and predominantly it was for financial reasons. I mean, there's no secret that Southside is not the um, – most funded program in, in Selm or even in the state. So you have to do that. Right. Decisions have to be made. Mm-hmm. Tough decisions. And so no. that year, every game played on the road because you could the program could make more money. So no. how did that affect you guys as a team? I say it affected us in a positive and negative way. It was more negative for us for, for the seniors. I say it wasn't for them to be able not to play at, at, at home, but overall, you know, the long rides, you get to talk and have fun, so to me, it really wasn't that bad, but it just it just wasn't fast to our seniors at the time. Yeah, it wasn't fast to them. But it, it brought us together. It brought us closer. You know, it just, that's where you really find out who's your real friend during hard times. It, it, it brought us together in my that, Yeah, that, that's a great word. You're right. In, in adversity, a lot of times, if we approach it with the right perspective, we do grow. Um, 
I just remember the game I went to down in Mobile. It was against a much larger school, um, a bigger program, and just looking back from the sidelines and seeing, I think, four or five um, fans in the stands, not being able to take the cheerleaders. I just remember how heartbreaking that is, but yet being on the sidelines, experiencing y'all's joy, um, how much you love being with each other, and I, you know that was middle of the season, so I could see where you know you guys were coming together as a team. And so, do you think you know? The, and then the very next year, y'all had a great year. Last last season, y'all yes, had sir. a very good year. Um, so, do yes, you think sir. that the that previous that real difficult year? Do you think that um, helped y'all? Um, as you said, come together. Do you think that helped y'all improve? Last season because of that? Yes, sir, a lot. A lot. I say our chemistry, it, it growed a lot from that, and it just brought us closer. Like, a lot of the guys last year, they played, they were uh, the singers that are on our middle school team. So, like, it really, it, it just brought us closer together as far as us playing with each other and chemistry, just knowing each other and just knowing how, how, to motivate one another. That's that's for why I let go. Yeah. So keeping with, uh, you said you've been playing football since you were eight. So this is not limited yeah. to your time at Southside. What do you think? <laughs> so looking back, what is what would you say is your greatest memory or accomplishment playing football? Uh, I would say being able to play with both of my brothers at the same time because I'm in the. I'm the middle child. Well, I'm not the middle child, but I get I got a chance to go to school with both of them and to be able to play with both of them at the same time. So that's one of my greatest accomplishments. Wow, that, that's that's special. Not very many people can get to do that to experience that with your brothers. Okay, so let's yeah. kind of flip the table a little bit. Um, what would you say? Um, maybe greatest disappointment or greatest challenge that you've had um, through football. Uh, my greatest disappointment was not being able to play in the playoffs with my older brother. Because I remember that same game that we lost, that was the game that we all played again, played with each other, me and my brother. But then again, that game had knocked us out the playoffs. So, like, it kind of was a bittersweet moment because I, I remember crying like a baby that game. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest disappointments, not being able to play in the playoffs with my brother, knowing how bad he wanted to. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm hoping that uh, this starting this your senior year, hopefully, we'll be um, in a few months talking about the playoffs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully. So, now let's kind of go back to I mentioned earlier about the chaplain program there with Jonathan. Talk about that. I mean, what is it like having a team chaplain? Because, you know, that's not something every high school is able to have. And I know when we started that, I just called Coach Flowers, introduced myself, told him about our organization, and just basically said, you don't know me, I don't know you, but how would you like to have a team chaplain? And he didn't hesitate, just said yes. So, Talk about what it's been like to have that and, you know, maybe something that you have personally learned from having somebody, a part of your football program that, you know, is, is a positive role model and is teaching God's word to y'all. Uh, I would say, first off, Coach Diggins, he, he's an A's a Coach Diggins. He's really awesome. Like, 
whenever, let's say we could call him right now because Jenkins will answer the phone and he'll be right there next to you. So that's one thing I can say because Jenkins has your back at all times. But one of the things I can say I learned was that God is always willing to accept you for you just, you just have to repent of your sins and remain faithful to him until death. Like, that's one of the things that kind of stuck with me from him. Like, no matter how far in sin you are, God will always accept you with open arms. And that's like, to have that on your side, it's kind of, you feel kind of good about yourself. But also, he always comes with that, that verse that lifts your spirit, that makes you want to stay on the right path. And so, like, it's a, it's, it's a blessing to have Kozikas and you guys on our side. Jonathan will be on a on a future episode coming up real soon, and we'll talk more about what it's like. But I know just from my friendship with him, he loves it. I mean, he's a pastor of a local church. He loves his church. He loves his family. But he really, really loves you guys and looks forward to football season there. So that's a good word that um, – just a reminder for anybody listening that it doesn't matter what you're going through today. God is always near. God is always waiting to to welcome us um, closer to Him. So that's that's very good. So yes, you're starting your senior year. Um, I know you obviously have a dream to play football um, at the next level after high school. So have you thought um, about plans after high school? You know, not uh, not, not just athletically, but um, you know, maybe what you'd like to study. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would like to study construction management. The career I would like to do is either to become a journeyman electrician or just a construction manager. But I would like to at least like combine both to where I can be the electrical guy, but then again over my own construction company. But for just being the electrical part of it, that's that's kind of what I want to do. That's awesome. So you have put a lot of thought into it. That's good. So have you? Yes, sir. What is it like going into senior year trying to, you know, prepare academically but also in athletics because I know this last summer you were able to attend some camps at various colleges. What's the recruiting process like? Has it been, uh, has it been a tough for you? Um, and where does that stand right now? Well, I can say it has been kind of tough because you never know really where you're going to go until – how your season, it depends on, on all on how your season goes. But as far as me preparing academically-wise, just always just maintaining my 3.8, just trying to keep keep it above, above average. But the crazy thing about it is the ACT score. Like, that's what I'm really stressing on this year, just me getting my ACT score higher. But my first time taking it, I made an 18, but I'm aiming for at least something higher than a 21. So, yeah, I'm a, that's what I'm really focusing on now is just getting my ACT score up to par. That's awesome. That's good. So, I, I like that. I mean, that, you know, a lot of times we, um, or athletes, you know, their goal is to play at the next level and they kind of push the academics to the side. But I, I, mean, I think that's very encouraging um, to hear that, you know, yes, you want to play football. Yes, you love football. But yet, you know, you're really working hard in the classroom um, 
and on your own to, to get that test score high and just prepare for um, life after sports. That's great. Yes, sir. And that's, it's like a true meaning of being a student athlete because student does come first. So I kind of push my teammates on trying to become student athlete and just not athlete because once your career can end at any time, and like, what do you have to fall back on? Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I try to get them to focus on that as well. That's awesome. That's good leadership. That's very good. So, speaking of leadership, this summer um, you had the opportunity to go to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes Student Leadership Camp over in Auburn for a few days. So, tell us a little bit about that camp experience, and also, again, personally, what did you see that the Lord taught you in those few days? Well, first I would like to say it was one of the most beautiful experiences I had. I made a I made a lot of new friends and just to be able to just stay on campus was nice enough. But to be able to eat in the cafeteria, explore the stadium, gym on my own free time, like it was a dream like experience. But those few days I learned that before God builds your new life, he has to wreck your old one. Like I learned that I learned that my leadership is an influence and that I should become a servant leader, influencing those around me to become closer to the Lord. But influence with love. I learned that I learned that a Christian life is impossible without the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I also learned that there is no satisfaction like Jesus. But the one thing that he said that really stuck with me was when he said that, and I quote, the greatest thing on a man's resume family and that's like that's, that's pretty much what I'm all about but overall like the count it was a blessing and I I would I'll send my worst enemy there he'll I'm pretty sure that he'll love it too wow man I I don't know I think it sounds like you're ready to lead some Bible studies there at Southside you were getting her to preach there for a minute <laughs> that's, that's awesome yes, sir. and just so uh, you know I'll share with the listeners a quick story behind that um our organization was able to to send four or five young men and young ladies to a couple different student leadership camps. And um, EJ, like he said, went to the one in Auburn. And then a few weeks after he was home, I get home from work and I see the mail and there's a there's a, an envelope with a return address from Selma. I had no clue who it was from. I opened it. It's a handwritten note from this young man just thanking us as an organization for the opportunity to go to camp. But one of the lines in his letter was he was so fired up about the leadership part, the servant leadership part, that he wanted to to, to start a weekly Bible study for all the athletes, not just the football players at Southside. And he put in quotes, I want to make it mandatory for all athletes. So his passion for being a servant leader, influencing his teammates and other athletes and other sports is very evident. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. And just, you know, I just, a little personal note, those handwritten letters just go a long way. That's kind of a lost art today. So that meant a lot to me to receive that. I still have it. I have it in my briefcase. I carry it to work every day just with, just as a reminder of just what it means to just be on fire for God. So your, your little handwritten note, goes with me every day to work just as a reminder that uh, of we all have a platform and uh, the opportunity to influence. So I appreciate that. 
Oh, you're more than welcome, son. You're more than welcome. So, another kind of question. You talked about influencing your teammates, other athletes. And I'm sure there's student athletes listening to this right now. And it's, you know, I don't have to talk a lot about this, but, you know, we know today is a, a time then that we don't see a lot of other classmates living for the Lord. It's just not a time when there's a lot of Christians just living boldly in, in the schools. So for someone who is on fire for Christ, desiring to see teammates come to know Jesus in the same way that you do, what advice would you offer someone, whether it be at Southside or any other school, high school, middle school, um, advice for them that desire to just take a stand for Christ in their school? Because, I mean, whether you, people agree with it or not, athletics is a platform. It's a platform that not everybody has, and, and so it can be used for good, or it, you know, we've seen it used for bad as well, but how would you encourage another student athlete to take that platform that they have in athletics and use it to influence people for Christ? Well, I would, I would say, I mean, God gave you an ability to do what you love to do, so why not turn around and give him praise and glory for giving him, giving you the ability to play good in sports? But because, you know, kids nowadays, they kind of get bullied or joked on about BSG streaks and stuff. But I would say live your life like, as a Christian, you shouldn't be afraid to tell people about Jesus or to express your love for God. I mean, if you really love God, you no matter where or who you're around, you will, you know, you will let them know. You'll let that be known. But I'll say it as if, as an athlete, that you should give God the glory that he deserves. But at least allowing you to become, to come out of every game not hurt or Going into every game healthy, like God does deserve this respect, and I, I think that we should use our platform as such and to let that be known that God is the reason that we are that we are able to do what we do. That's good. That's a good word. So the last question um, I have, it's one that um, so far on previous episodes we've talked about, and uh, we're going to ask everybody the same thing. So. The name of our organization, All In Sports Outreach, those first two words, All In. Everything we do as an organization, we, we talk to, to young people about being all in and what does that mean, whether it's in sports or school or at home with your family, um, but most importantly, your spiritual life. So what does that word, two words, All In, mean to you? And also, what, do you, what does it mean to you to be all in in your personal walk with Christ? Well, being all in to me means to put everything into whatever it is that you're doing, not second guessing it, uh, nothing, just believing in a hundred percent, regardless of the odds. But being all in with my walk with Christ to me means the exact same to put your everything into it, not just some put everything into it, not half doing it or taking off, doing it all time, every day, all day, putting all your faith into the Lord and believing. That as long as you do that and stay faithful upon him, righteousness and blessings will run upon you. That's awesome. That's good. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes today, EJ. And I know it's a busy time for you, beginning of school and football season. Thanks for joining us today. I know. Um,
Um, I've been encouraged by listening to you today and talking to you, and I hope um, listeners will, will say the same. And so thank you for sharing your story. And just know that um, me personally and, and I know many others, we pray for you often. Um, we're very thankful for your um, your example of being a servant leader there at Southside, and I believe that greater days ahead are for you. So just know that we, we do pray for you, and I look forward to keeping up with you um, from a distance this football season and watching you all have a great year. And uh, I also want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we've uh, th- Again, this is our fourth episode, so thanks for, for listening today. We ask you uh, to continue to share this podcast with your family, with your friends. Subscribe and download whatever podcast platform you use, whether it's iTunes, Google, Stitcher. Just continue to, to do that. Um, and last thing is we love hearing from people. We love your feedback. We love your comments. We love your encouragement. So you can always stay in touch with us. If you're a Facebook user, just search All In Sports Outreach. Go to our page. You can send us a message there. You can keep up with what's going on in the organization. Or you can visit us at www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Once again, thanks for listening. And until our next episode, be all in.